this problem goes way beyond issue one or even November. Um, we, we've had we've had 50 years of uh, basically dismembering children in the womb. Um, we've had 50 years to really hash this out amongst our congregations. And here we are now where, you know, after a couple of months of rejoicing over Roe v. Wade being overturned federally, we as churches are still sitting around deciding whether we need to talk about this in our congregation. To me, that is absolutely sickening. Welcome to another episode of The Narrative, a special episode to take stock of what happened yesterday in Ohio with issue one. Mike Andrews, Aaron Bear, and David Mahan. And Aaron, we're just going to start with the basic question of of what happened. And I, I want to be <laughs> careful how I phrase that because I don't want it to sound like we're saying, how in the world did this happen? But just to take a moment and kind of walk through some of what we saw on the behind the scenes that that led to the result that at ultimately happened, which was issue one being defeated 57 to 43 percent. And I believe that's still unofficial as of the yeah. recording of this podcast. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get the we'll get the final canvas here sometime in September, but that'll be where, where it ends up. And um, and yeah, you know, it it's there's a lot that that kind of happened that played into all of this. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate for a lot of reasons, not just because of what it's going to mean for November, um, but just because this is this was good policy. This was the uh, a, a good um, a good provision to have in our state constitution. And um, I think uh, years from now, um, there's going to be a lot of folks that look back on this and say, "Oh, we should have we should have gotten more involved." And we can I'm sure we could talk about that some more later. Um, but the you know the, the the baseline on this is that uh you know the the machine of the other side the machine of the left is very good at what they do um this was a complicated issue for folks um uh and the the other side because they kind of got out front you know they got they had about a 3 million dollar head start on TV uh before we were able to get up on TV our side was able to get up on TV um and they they were able to define the issue I'm sure everyone probably saw that scissor ad. Uh, they put a lot of money behind that, um, and it it really muddied up the waters for us. And so, you know, we went from an issue that, um, per our polling, showed was generally pretty popular with people um, to an issue that became about something completely different. Um, and and again, I, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about you know the actual politics or the actual like breakdown of what the data shows of how the loss happened, but. Um, I think that was a, a big part of the story, um, but also a big part of the story was uh, the the body of Christ really, really rose up in, in an incredible way. And and I feel like put us in a, a better, we, I, I feel like we're in a better position to win uh, in November now uh, than we would have been without this. Um, you know, obviously we would have been much better off if we would have won, but even with that, our we really laid some good groundwork for November. Yeah. And I would hate to be, you know, too silver lining here today because it was an issue that we cared about at CCV that we wanted to see pass. But at the same time, uh, we did see some good inroads made with, with churches and with Christians throughout Ohio. And 
ultimately, uh, we're going to need them now more than ever with now a much lower threshold for the abortion industry to clear in November. And and we've got to make that completely clear that now uh, 50 percent plus one of the vote in November would give uh, legalized constitution uh, or legalized abortion in our constitution in Ohio. So we've got uh, 90 days or so to to wage that fight. And uh, we're, we're already starting to look ahead to that. And I don't want to jump to that part just yet. But um, I think it's worth mentioning at least that there there were some positives that we saw that we've talked about internally as much as we're, we're disappointed with the, the overall outcome last night. Yeah, I mean, turnout turnout was great, right? Like, yeah, the, three million people supposed to show up. Yeah, three million people vote. Um, you know, in, in 22, um, the, the primary, I think we just north of 600,000 total showed up. We had 1.3 million yes votes. Um, that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Wasn't enough to to win this election. Yet the other side of this is um, we knew because of Michigan um, that the Republicans couldn't do it on their own. The Democrats definitely weren't going to help. Um, it would be solely on if we had enough of the body show up. Um, look like we did in about 60 some counties, but in 24 counties, we didn't. And um, so, you know, looking forward, my prayer stays the same. We need the body to show up in droves. If they don't, we lose. I don't care how much money spent, how much money's not spent, how much the left lied. And yes, they did lie incessantly. And the sad part is not that they lied. Only a handful of people made those campaigns and they lied through their teeth. But they were so easily, uh, there are so many of us that were so easily deceived is what's so disgusting. Um, you, you go through Twitter and just listen to all the, the you know trash ads that were run and everything. And just the fact that so many people just received it uh, so readily was sad. And uh, many of which were part of that body of Christ that I just mentioned. So, yeah, David, no. let me let me ask you, what do you think the, the response is to that then? If, if we've got brothers and sisters that are being <laughs> being deceived by these ads, how can we as Christians and as Center for Christian Virtue uh, do a better job leading into November, at least as you, Man, you've been processing it. How, how do you I think told y'all when we started is not to ask me questions today, <laughs> but since you that'd, did, be, that'd be a great podcast, David. One with no did, this, this problem goes. Just David sitting mad at his microphone, not saying anything. That's <laughs> a great, great episode. This problem goes way beyond issue one or even November. Um, we, we've had we've had 50 years of uh, basically dismembering children in the womb. Um, we've had 50 years to really hash this out amongst our congregations. And here we are now where, you know, after a couple of months of rejoicing over Roe v. Wade being overturned federally, we as churches are still sitting around deciding whether we need to talk about this in our congregation. To me, that is absolutely sickening. Um, how you defeat that in three months, I don't know. <laughs> but but we need more pastors to speak up and declare the word of God as it pertains to his image bearers in the womb. And what we need to do about that should be obvious at that point if that's going on. Yeah. 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 Mike, I, I think um I think that's that's spot on. I think the, the other side, to go back to what David said earlier, though, is you, you know, one thing that can't be understated about this is no one saw our highest projections. The, the data we saw, the highest projections were 2.4 to 2.5 million voters in this election. And even that we were like, there's no way that that's huge. Right. Um, and 
you know, the fact that 3 million folks came out was, is, is incredible. Um, and, and there's a part of it again to, to, I, I like what you said. Like we, we don't want to be two silver linings here at the end of the day, a good policy didn't pass. Um, and that's, that's not good. Um, but if you would have told us on August 7th, there would be 1.3 million yes votes, we would have said, oh, we won, right? We would have thought we won with that. Like we, and what, and while I agree with David on the one hand, like the 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 folks on the sideline here is frustrating. On the other hand, this 1.3 million voters were moved out by the pro-life and Christian community. That's right. Right. The, the, the business community was, was on the sideline. Like they, they did less than nothing. Um, the, you know, the Ohio Republican party, again, I, I really respect uh, Alex Triantafilo. He's the, he's the head of the ORP and, and he was really working hard traveling the state, but th- there was no resources that came in from, from the Ohio Republican party in a way that was going to help us. All of the resources that came in, all of the, you know the 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 big efforts were were from churches and from pro life and Christian organizations. You know, again, I would be remiss if if we didn't say off the bat, God bless Susan B. Anthony, pro life America. Um, Roe would not be overturned without SBA, pro life America, and Marjorie Dannensfelser. We wouldn't be in this fight. Um, like we we wouldn't have a, a shot of winning in November if it wasn't for SBA and Marjorie and Stephen Billy and their amazing team. Um, but the fact that we we got 1.3 million folks to vote yes on an issue that got so muddied up by the press, so muddied up by the left's deceitful, ad, deceitful ads is a great foundation to build on for what's ahead. And before we look at what's ahead, Aaron, let me just ask you the question of, you know, the sad reality of life is that sometimes defeat and disappointment is the best teacher. So uh, I know we've only had about 24 hours, not even to to debrief, but what sort of political lessons can we learn from what transpired yesterday? Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a lot, Um, you know, when I look at when I look at the turnout and the county breakdown and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and we still don't have the exact like what was the early vote breakdown uh, results compared to the the day of voting breakdown. And um, but a few things have jumped out right away. We you know, we got crushed on early voting. Um, the other side votes early. They get those votes banked. We'd have to do a better job with that. And I think it's it's time that um, conservatives recognize, especially in Ohio. Early voting is incredibly secure. We do it right. Um, we, you know, we don't have drop boxes all over the place. You have to make an official request to get an early ballot. Um, you can only vote early at your at your uh, county elections office. I mean, the, we we got to do a better job of of driving folks to go vote early. Um, you know, the second thing is we we didn't do well in the suburbs. Um, that really jumped out to me. It was disappointing to see. I mean, I think we won. Uh, we just barely won Warren County. Uh, Butler County was a, a, a basic split as well. We lost Delaware County. We lost Lake County. Um, these are these are counties we should have done well in. Um, and I think, quite frankly, this is where the confusion that the other side created uh, really wreaked havoc on us. Um, folks just didn't understand what the issue was, and we we tried to 
to explain it and, and it just was it became too late they're they're the 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 three million dollar head start they had on tv just really uh took the wind out of our sails there um and then the third thing was you know in those um what, what i'd frankly call the trump counties right these are counties especially up in northeast ohio that were that used to be very blue counties and now they show up as red counties because they went along with trump and they're kind of very pro-union counties um those counties didn't come along um, and that hurt but the unions actually the unions came out against us which was frankly dumb on their on their part because this was going to end this was going to put an end to right to work from ever passing in ohio really um but the union leadership you know was very woke and so they went along with it but th- those three areas we just didn't do well in um you know we did what we needed to do in the rural counties we did we, we drove out our vote and, and drove up our margins and day of voting in a lot of these areas we actually did pretty decent um at least from what we could see at the on the front end um but but those three areas just shot us in the foot and uh wasn't able to to recover there so in light of those issues and in light of the the outcome overall um what's the response aaron you know both from ccv as an organization and and just Christians in general in Ohio is as we now turn our attention toward November. What's the response? Yeah, again, uh, disappointment, but not discouragement. That that's not a word. We know it's CCV, right? We 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 stay in the fight. We do this for God's glory, right? The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. Um, and I, I think we we put in our statement um, how you know we. I keep saying this more than I believe in gravity. I believe Romans eight twenty eight that God works all things for good for those who are called according to his purposes. Um, and so I, I'm excited to see how God's going to work this for our good, right? It's going to be a, a, a miracle of miracles because I, I have a hard time seeing how this is going down is for our good, but I trust God's promises. Um, and, and we're going to stay faithful to, to what, what his word says. Um, the, the other thing, though, is that, again, this is real momentum, right? I, I think that was one thing David kind of touched on this a little bit ago. But one thing that we saw, we heard in other states that had the actual abortion amendments pass is the church wasn't aware. And this gave us an opportunity to start talking to churches and, and folks a lot earlier than we would have been able to otherwise. And so now it's time to really, I'll, I'll say too, like, Protect Women Ohio, the campaign that I sit on the board of, that's really going to be leading the no effort in November. They're going to be doing a lot of work to work outside of the churches, to reach outside of the churches, to reach into these other sort of, hey, you might be, you might identify as, quote, pro-choice, um, but abortion up to birth without parental consent is probably too far for you. And we're going to be reaching those voters. But from CCB's perspective, uh, this is where really get into those churches and and reaching digging deeper going wider is going to be a big part of it david let me ask you this i know we talked on the program a number of times about how you were making some of the rounds to the churches and you were talking about issue one and even considering the the frustration that you just voiced with with the christian response to abortion and the pro-life movement in, in general at times do you think November becomes a little bit easier now that there's been some groundwork laid and that this truly is just the life issue that there's no more political proceduring or needing to understand how the constitution works. This is, this is a matter truly of life and death. Yeah, I, I do. Um, and I think I said that before the election, win or lose, um, we've got some traction built up, some momentum built up. 
um, the body of Christ is, is just queued up, you know, to move. But I am concerned with how many, when I went to churches, how many of them were echoing um, the lives of the enemy. And, and when I, when I say that, it's the question was, what sources are you going to for truth in this area? Right. The fact is so many people in the body are still leaning on, um, you know, mainstream news networks for truth in, in the area of life is pathetic. I, I that is scary to me. Like, so it's not just that we need more churches to preach the truth in this area and to direct the people in the right way they should go. We need all churches. I think this election showed us that 1.3 million is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like w- we need all of us, especially, you know, in our inner cities. Um, it, it, to be honest with you, our mega churches were silent for the most part. I mean, the denominations did great. The Catholic church did great. But the denominations, when I encountered some of these denominations, like like big, big churches, um, mega churches, it, it was like, the, the, it was like, well, we've got we've got both sides in our church, Dave, and you know some are pro life and some are pro choice, and we don't want to offend. That's the problem. Like you are not preaching truth in the area in this area of most important area of life, and mm-hmm. and the reason why you're not going to pre- preach truth today and moving forward for November is because you don't want to offend. This we've got a problem, family. I don't care how much we raise, mm-hmm. we win if the body of Christ shows up and do what we're supposed to do. We lose if we don't. But if we continue to allow our people to receive um, information from such sources as mainstream media, instead of giving them the truth of the word of God as it applies to what we need to do civically uh, here in the state of Ohio, um, we got to own that. And I'm I'm having a hard time getting beyond that um, when I'm talking about strategy after last night moving forward. Aaron, let me kick this back over to you. You know, there's there's an element of this that that I'm kicking around in my head where I can separate to an extent last night in November because one is, you know, more procedural constitution um, protection amendment. Certainly, I can see the tie to abortion, to life that's coming up in November. And people who've made that connection strongly seem to be really discouraged today. Am I crazy to think, though, that if I can separate these two things into into a public policy procedural issue and then still believing that there's a path forward to November where where life wins and and life actually um, carries the day because that issue is so much more um, clear cut and and straightforward for for a lot of voters? Yeah. And, and I honestly, Mike, I, I take that even a step further, even beyond just and again, this sounds crazy but this is the reality of where america is today um even beyond just the life issue the parental rights aspect of this issue is huge right the idea of a minor being able to get abortion without their parents knowledge or consent or even transgender medical care um medical procedures without um their their parents knowledge or consent like that that's going to be a big bridge that we're going to be able to build with folks to to bring them over and and that's again this is just talking really sort of raw uh, electorally here right um that 1.3 million voters though again silver linings that 1.3 million voters that we got to vote yes they're probably going to stick with us come come november right 
Uh, and there's, but there's going to be a lot of voters in the 1.7 that voted against us um, that we have a, a great opportunity to pick up when we, we make this much more stark. Now, again, we're not operating, we're not operating a vacuum here, right? The left is going to be pouring in millions. If, if you guys thought the ads were bad uh, in August, you've not seen anything yet. I, I mean, I've seen the ads from Michigan. I've seen the ads from these other states. The left's at, you're going to see priests in collars sitting in pews saying women will die if we don't pass this, right? They're going to say, this is reproductive freedom, right? We, that we, we can't tell somebody else what to do. I mean, that's the guys just buckle up. It, it's going to be bad. Um, but we have a great story to tell now too. And as like you said, Mike, it's a lot simpler in many ways, right? We're not talking procedure um, on this. Um, and so, you know, it's an opportunity for us. And I think to, to, to David's point of it, you know, at the end of the day, at some point we have to, we have to ask ourselves, we're, you know, we are the, the, we are, we are the government in, in America, the, these voters are the government. Um, and it's up to us to decide what kind of nation we'll be. And will we be a nation where children can get taken from their parents and get, you know, have abortions performed on them? Are we a nation that it's going to allow for children to be ripped womb from womb, limb from limb in the womb um, up until birth? Um, those are the questions for us. And, and at some point, the church and pastors need to be able to say, uh, not on our watch. Well, as we start to to wind things down here, um, let's just ask the question. Obviously, we wanted to get to have this episode get out pretty quickly so that our our friends and listeners could hear from us and, and kind of debrief with us about what happened yeah. last night. But just in general, you know, where where do we go from here and and what should be kind of our, our overall, not necessarily us on, on this specific podcast, but to our listeners who, who are having conversations in their neighborhoods, in their churches, you know, what, what should be some key takeaways that they can still communicate, uh, positivity and, uh, a sense of optimism toward, um, the next 90 days heading up to the November election. Well, for, first we need to rest and recharge and get healthy. I mean, Mike, you look like you're aging, man. I don't know what those glasses <laughs> are, but you're just falling apart over here. I know I normally. I'd do, like to remind you, this is an audio podcast, Aaron. <laughs> Nobody can see how. I know, but just for the best, I just, I, you know, just don't. Nobody would have ever known he had an eye infection if you wouldn't have said something I, on the podcast. I, can't, I didn't. All I, all I see is glasses right now. I don't like. That's just it's 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 fifty percent of very, my Zoom screen. Very on brand for the narrative, ladies and gentlemen, to just completely derail for no Sorry. good reason. <laughs> what was the question again? Sorry, I got distracted by Yes, the question was yes. Just make yeah. something up and go. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here trying to steer the ship anymore. <laughs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> Where do we go from here? That's a great question. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I again, I said this before and I, and I mean it like this. You know, it's the difference between where we are now compared to where we would have been. It's the difference between starting a race off from a, a a cold stop to trying to get up to a sprint. Like we were, we are already running right now. That's that's the we already have county captains, right? We already have. We just need more of them. So I think that's the first thing that if if you want to get involved with helping reach churches, helping get materials out, helping to do events. 
please reach out, sign up to be a county captain. Uh, just email info at ccv.org and say you want to be a county captain. Call the office. What we, we, we need you. If you want to have CCV come speak at your church, please reach out. Um, you know, we, we're going to have a ton of resources come in in September on this ballot issue. Um, and we're going to be here to help you help you get those things out. So, I mean, that like that's that's the first thing. The other thing is we honestly, guys, we put that prayer devotional get together. It's been flying off the shelves with Alistair Begg. This is where you got to keep praying. Like the, like the, the prayer is doing something. We believe that we 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 claim that we know that. Um, and, and, and we're going to need that going ahead. And the last, uh, again, I'm, we're not doing our job. If we don't say, guys, we need you to give, we need you to give to CCV. We need you to give to protect women, Ohio. Um, if, if you know, folks of means, we need to talk to them, uh, because we're, we're, you know, by all means, we, we are going to move the body of Christ, but we have to fight the air war as well. We need both. Um, and, and that's going to be a big part of this. And, uh, you know, we did have a couple questions come in today as friends reached out and just kind of wanted our, our take and some information in general about, about the election. And one question we got, and, and I'd actually heard this one a couple weeks ago, just with the other side being so, um, so likely to bring stuff back that gets defeated it is 60% dead. Do we see a future for 60% in Ohio or are, are we thinking that that this is just going to be the the environment in which we work and pass laws for for the next while i wouldn't say it's dead again it's a good it's a good policy with merit right i mean that's the that's the baseline on this is that it's a, it's a good idea it's an important idea you know again my, my biggest uh concern about all of this uh and i think i said this in in uh i think i said it with hugh hewitt uh, on his show was listen if you're someone who's who doesn't like ballot initiatives uh you should want you should have wanted issue 1 because the fact that this lost we're going to see a whole lot of things coming for our ballot at, from ranked choice voting to going after guns to redistricting reform i mean it, this this just sort of brought open season to our state constitution um so I, would could we revisit this one day maybe um but but yeah, you know, I, I don't see it anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, certainly the what's looming in November is so major that uh, all attention has to shift to that in the in right. the short term, without question. So, uh, David, any any final words of encouragement from you? I know you're feeling extra salty today, but uh, I mean, all blessed of the Lord and highly favored. There it is, and uh... we got the positivity back. <laughs> no, but you have, you've had su such encouragement, I think throughout this process. And I know as much as you're rightfully feeling discouraged today, um, you know, what, where are you finding that solace and comfort that's, that's you're, you're pointing toward November now that we're looking that direction. We, we had, we had a devotion time and uh, our new can director, Chris was saying, you know, you know, God doesn't fail. So there's got to be a win in here somewhere. Like where, where did we win with the Lord? Um, and then, you know, I thought that was just awesome. You know, I, I spent some time last night uh, when we were having our watch um, time together, he was talking about this devotion time. I think in just the, I'm going to spend the next couple of days in seeking him um, about, listen, you, you must wanted this to be a David and Goliath thing. Like you must want it you know, there to be a 60% fight, um, you know, 
I mean, a you know, a 50 plus one fight versus a 60% fight where it would be harder for us to defend life. That must have been what he wanted. It, you know, if if that's the case, then so be it. You know, if you wanted that knockout blow, uh, you know, to show the entire nation that uh that that we can do this thing, that the 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 parties failed, you know, whatever, but the body of Christ showed up in numbers in November. I think I think that that would be a beautiful thing that that only God would get the glory. Um, I would love to see that. I really would. So I don't take my, you know, don't take my frustration family today to to be too much doom and gloom. It's just a reality that it's not going to be a whole bunch of us believers that win this. It's going to have to be the majority of us that wins this or 30,000 lives are lost a year and it's our fault. That's just a reality. Yeah. And it's not a reality that's foreign to the Bible either. And I think that's, that's an right. important thing to remember too, is we're told in the book of revelation that there's however you feel about the millennia and all that, you know, more theological bent. There's a time that evil is going to be allowed to be unrestrained. That's right. And at the end of that time, Jesus still wins. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the narrative presented by CCV and produced by Wessler media. If you found today's episode insightful, leave us a review or rating and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We're your hosts, Mike Andrews, Aaron Bear, and David Mahan, and we'll see you next time on The Narrative.